0: What are we discussing today? Uh, the quote-unquote off season, or lack thereof. The death of the off season. The death of the off season. All right. Well, don't let me hold you back. Let's let's jump into it.
1: On today's show, we talk the death of the off season at Disney World. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 132. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. With me is my husband, Kurt. Hello. Tech nasty. No one calls you that.
0: Agree to disagree.
1: <laughs> All right. So um, a common, common issue over the last few months is why is it so busy at the parks? Is it
0: busy at the parks?
1: Yes. How yes. do we know? because wait times are high crowds are high it's busy it's busy it's february crowds should not be so high
0: you know in 2020 we were at disney world in january and it was a ghost town
1: i was there in february of 2020 and then
0: yeah you went back
1: i was i was there for a run weekend so it was a little bit busier but um yeah it's overall it's been very very busy so I want to talk a little bit about the death of the off-season because uh, currently there really isn't much of an off-season. So I kind of want to talk about that, what you can do, how you can plan around it, what to expect.
0: So when you say off-season, previously, when was this supposed off-season?
1: Well, typically like later January, February before the holiday weekend. So it's President's Day weekend. You know, you're going to expect higher crowds. That You know, that's no surprise. But but typically other than presidents day weekend, you know, most of january, february are very slow. um september's slow. Uh, so there's and there was even uh you know, a summer lull. summer was not as busy as it had been, you know, in previous years. like this is pre-covid. so all of that's changed the last year. so
0: we're in a ag- we're agreeing we have established for the sake of argument that Crowds are in fact higher than what the before times? Than the before times. Okay, and certainly then more crowded than twenty twenty one. Yeah, I I would say so. And we were there in twenty twenty one, and it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. There were certainly times we waited in line,
1: but I'm with we you. never You're waited. A super pro. We never waited more than thirty minutes, though. I think thirty minutes was the max that we waited for anything. And it really wasn't bad. Now, but I will say when we went, uh, Genie Plus was not a thing. So this was entirely standby. And that's a whole debate in itself. Should you even have a system like Genie Plus? Should you just have a standby? That's like a whole separate debate on whether or not Genie Plus is hurting standby lines. Um, But Now,
0: you had a friend who just went with her family to Disney World. She did, yeah.
1: What? was she there oh so she went over president's day weekend no, and she's mistake. she's not a noob she's been several times she's she has three kids she's taken them multiple times she said this was the worst disney experience she's had and it broke my heart to hear her say that but, so she's been before yes several times now she hasn't so been. Is she
0: like a super pro weirdo like she, you? No,
1: no, no, She's not a super pro so weirdo. She's been multiple times, but like a normal, but like a normal human. human. Of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she, the last time she was there was pre-COVID stuff. So she's used to a very different experience than what's happening right now. So they purchased Genie Plus. And she had the same complaints that a lot of people have where it's like you'll select a time for a ride. It'll kick back a different time because in the you know, half a second, the millisecond that it took you to confirm that ride time, oh, it's sold out. Now you get a ride time an hour and a half later, two hours later. So that, kept, that kept happening to her.
0: That's annoying and broken. And having enough experience in software, I have to believe there are some software solutions for that. Like if like don't show a hundred percent of your availability, yeah, if you know that they get snapped up that quickly in the time between I saw the time and I selected the time, or more complex, set it up so that we reserve the times that we are showing to the person that's that's more like a ticket master type,
1: I really feel like a lot of these issues will be addressed at some point with genie plus. Unfortunately, it's going to take a whole slew of people making complaints about it. You know, I mean, they created the system, but to know what works and doesn't work, it has to be used in the real world. So it's going to take people filling out surveys, being like, here's what I liked about Genie Plus. Here's what I didn't like. And so I, I really urge anybody who gets a survey to fill them out. What's the core criticism of Genie Plus? Uh, So that is one of them, that like trying to get the time that you want is extremely difficult. So it'll either kick back a different time than what you're selecting or times will be sold out almost immediately. So trying to select a ride can be very difficult or your availability will be like later in the evening. You know, it'll be early in the morning, but you won't be able to get the ride that you want until later in the evening. So it's a lot of stuff like that that's very confusing. Um, The other complaints are you're spending a lot of money. To be on your phone constantly, you know, and so stuff will be sold out. So you're standing there in the Florida sun trying to refresh to get, you know, new options. So that's frustrating for people, Um, you know, just spending a lot of money and just being on your phone, your face and your phone the whole time versus. In the
0: past, I, a lot of the times were made available to me up to what? 180 days in advance?
1: No, it was 60 days. 60 days? It was 60 days, yeah. Whereas now it's day of. Yeah, so I mean, you could still select, with the old version, you could still select Fast Pass day of if you wanted to. But if you're like, listen, I don't want to be on my phone the whole time, you select your three rides, you know, in advance, a few months in advance, and then it's done. You have them, it's done. Now, for all this hassle
0: and the additional expense of 15 bucks a day per person with Genie Plus...
1: Does it work? Uh, Yes, I think it does. It does. Um, But you have to go in with a level of knowledge. And I think that's the other issue. Um, My friend and I, she she doesn't like, she's like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. So she doesn't. And I don't want to like push being like the Disney weirdo on her being like let me give you a tutorial like i don't want to be that person and if she wanted that
0: she would have asked you
1: yes exactly so i don't want i don't want to push anybody who's not interested in me you know mansplaining genie plus for an hour i'm not gonna force Leave that it to me but but you do have to have a level of knowledge you know before you go into the park so i think that makes a world of difference also genie plus you know we recommend it on busier days, but it's also more challenging on busier days because you have to be, like, ready to go. You have to be ready to go right when it opens up to grab rides. You have to be the moment you scan into a ride ready to pick your next one or the moment you've hit your two-hour window. Um, so there's a level of knowledge. And I know we're kind of off topic with Jeannie Plus, but I would definitely recommend going back and listening to the episode with uh, with Allie where we do the deep dive because she really gets in To all of that stuff. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. That level of knowledge will make all the difference because she was there. So that was the point on a super crowded Do you know what episode number that is? Mm, Hold on. I can look. Uh, That is episode 127. Excellent. Yeah. So head back to that episode if you uh, are looking for more of a deep dive on Genie Plus.
0: Now we've leveled a lot of criticisms at Genie Plus here. Okay. (laughs) I didn't criticize anything. You did.
1: So, I didn't criticize what's your
0: proposed solution.
1: <laughs> I think on busy days, Genie Plus is definitely an option when it's super busy and going in with a plan is always great. So if Genie Plus is your plan, 100 percent go back and listen to that episode. Read articles. I will post them in the show notes. Go in with a plan. Know how to use Genie Plus. Do your research ahead of time. If you don't want to spend the money on Genie Plus, totally fine. I get it. I I don't want to spend the money on Genie Plus either. Uh, yeah, it adds up really fast. Uh, I get to the park early, I think, is is number one. Know what oh, the, geez, Rick. the headliner rides you want to go like. What are your top priorities? And so I think just having a plan in place is, is the way to do it. That's going to be your best bet. Or if early mornings aren't your way to go, plan for those headliners end of the night, very end of the night, or during fireworks. And let's get back to our original topic. <laughs>
0: The death of the off season at Disney World—is this exaggerated, or you, did you did Bob Chapek just firmly murder the off season?
1: <laughs> um, I so it's so hard to predict anything right now. I don't think this is a forever thing. I I really don't. But the crowd calendars. Oh, I hate crowd. So you know, it's funny. I I'm pretty sure I did an episode pre-COVID about crowds and crowd calendars. Um. And now they're even less relevant. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But I know in the past I've discussed crowd calendars. Even before COVID, I wasn't a huge fan of them. But especially now, I think crowd calendars are almost useless right now. Yeah, it's because it's so hard to predict anything right now. Um, I think if you're going to use a crowd calendar, probably the only one I would trust would be touring plans because they are 100% about data. These people are data scientists. Like that's their thing as far as like wait times, crowds, crowd levels. But even even them, like it's it's next to impossible to predict anything right now.
0: I like to use astrology to do my part. Oh,
1: OK. Mm-hmm. And what do the stars tell you? I'm an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, that's helpful. So why are crowds so high? Uh, well, you know there is a pandemic happening and I think is that there... I think that might be part of it. Um but now that... I've opted out of the pandemic. Okay. All right. And I think a lot of other people have as well, which is why the crowds are uh higher again. So travel restrictions have been lifted. Travel restrictions have been lifted. Uh we're all sick of our houses, all of us. And so we're like, hey, let's go somewhere. Um, and especially people with kids. You know, if you've been stuck in your house, your kids had to do homeschooling for a long time. You're desperate to get out. You want to take them somewhere fun. And Disney World seems like the obvious place. Maybe I'm crazy. I feel like I've been seeing a lot more Disney World commercials than I used to see. Like it, f- And I've seen no, like, Disney, ads again like for sure. Disney cruises. Like they're really pushing the ads pretty hard right now. So I think, you know, travel and Disney specifically for families is top of mind for a lot of people. So anybody who's been holding off on travel for the last two years is like ready to go.
0: We're all ready to go. So what's the deal with masks at Disney World right now?
1: The mask mandates uh, at Disney World have been lifted. So I think that is going to bring in a whole other slew of people. I don't know. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, but won't it also... Keep people out. I don't know that it will. I think anyone who was willing to go to the parks over the last you know year and a half or two years, I don't even know how long it's been anymore, understood there's a level of risk. And so they knew, like, I'm going to wear a mask. There's a level of risk. I don't know that lifting the mask is going to keep as many people out as it is going to bring people in. So, you know, I think... People, like I knew enough people, like my girlfriend who just went, as a matter of fact, she was like, I want to go back to Disney World with my kids. I don't know that I want to wear a mask the whole time. And she's not like anti-mask or anything like that. Who she wants was, to wear a mask. Yeah, on she was just like, I just don't want to wear a mask when we're like, I'm gonna wait, and I don't want to wear a mask the whole time we're there. Not a political statement. Yeah. It's a practical well, statement. Well, some people make a lot of things a political statement right now. She just didn't want to wear a mask, you know, when she was at a theme park. Um, and I get that. So I think it's going to bring in a lot more people or it's bringing in a lot more people, you know, with that thought process. So it's travel restrictions, mask requirements, um a lot, you know, more people are vaccinated. Um, you know, it's so it's a, it's a lot of things that are happening at once. We also have a whole slew of people who are working from home or doing homeschool. I'm in uh, several like Facebook park Facebook groups. And there's a thing I've seen consistently in the groups where people are like, I'm working from, in fact, right before we came in here to record on a universal group I'm in, somebody posted this. They're like, hey, you guys are experts. Do you know of any place where I could maybe sit down and quote unquote work, like bring my laptop and sit in the parks for a while? I have seen so many people post similar things. So I think people who are working from home or doing school from home, it's just way easier for them to travel to get away.
0: People have accepted that they once work from home is instituted, where you work from no longer matters. Well, yeah, we, we talked to a guy at a, a party who travels a lot and does uh, a lot of Disney parks, and he's been work from home for 10 years. And so that was how they did a lot of travel, was very quickly he realized he shouldn't even tell people he was going on vacation. Yes, and that's- He just
1: did it. He was ahead of his time. Everybody. He was ahead of his time. You know, and even pre-COVID, I remember, because I'm friends with his wife, and I it was none of my business, so I never asked, but I was always like, how do they go on so many vacations? They'd be gone for like a month at a time. I'm like, how do they go on so many vacations? And we just saw them recently, now, and he was telling us that Harvard story. Business
0: Review will tell you there are studies that the vacation is ineffective at... Recharging you mentally if you don't entirely unplug from work, so I don't yeah you know, I take no laptop, I take nothing with me, and I take my work email off my phone,
1: okay, I mean I get that, I get that, but I think there are also a lot of people who are just like, Well, I'm sick of my house, so I'm going to leave, and even just it's like how I have a home office. And I will often just take my laptop and sit other in other rooms of the house. And it's not that my office isn't awesome and I don't love my office. I just need a change of scenery. Well, I can't really leave my house because we have a five-year-old. But but if I could, I probably would. And I think that's – it's the same mindset. Like you just need a change of scenery. And so people are like, you know what? I love the parks. The parks are fun. And especially if you have like an annual pass or if you have the ability to schedule a longer vacation, I think people are just going because they can because they don't have to be at the office at 9 a.m. on Monday.
0: Uh, all right. So we, we've established that all season is now peak season. Yeah. Like the off season is just less not severely crowded. And then you go on Fourth of July. And it's like wall to wall people. That's <laughs> yes. your, those are your two options. No, shoulder no, to crowded no. and shoulder to
1: shoulder. No, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I obviously, like President's Day weekend is going to be busy. Fourth of July is going to be busy. Not every day is going to be as busy as that. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying, set your expectations accordingly. I think if you prepare for higher crowds, it's going to be way easier. How do I prepare for higher crowds? Well, I think mentally you have to prepare for like I'm not going to be able to do everything, and right, don't try to do everything. Pepper spray in one pocket, <laughs> cattle prod on your belt. All right, so they're not going to let you in the parks with those things. They won't let you on an airplane either with those. So I hope you're driving and not leaving your resort room.
0: What if I say it's for bears? Well, that'll work. And like the cattle prod is obviously that'll, that'll definitely for work. Cows.
1: Well, then don't go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I'm
0: not just going to poke slow walkers with it for fun okay that's what i would use it for but that's not what i'm thinking about doing Mm -hmm. i believe you You know those people that you have to pass oh you
1: see me speed walk at the parks oh i have trouble keeping up yeah maybe i should cattle prod you get moving move i got places to be you know
0: i'd I'd let you cattle prod me for the views
1: (laughs) okay so phone in one hand to film cattle prod in the other yeah okay cool um but I, I think if you set your expectations appropriately, you know, so don't plan on doing everything. And don't try and do everything. It's not fun to try to do everything. Let me just say that right now. It is not fun to try to do everything.
0: This is a planning advice. Just like laissez-faire. Just show up, do no, whatever you can.
1: That's not what I said. Not at all what I said. I think you, you have your priorities in mind. Like that's the way to go. Don't be like, I have to see every show. I have to ride every ride. What rides are your priorities? What are you most interested in seeing? What food or restaurants are you most interested in trying?
0: Yeah, you have to pick, like, you know? one or two items in each category that you're like, this is the thing in this park I want to do. And then just try and do those. And then everything else after that's a bonus. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Because I, I guarantee if you pick three rides you want to do, one restaurant you want to do, one character you want to meet, and those are your goals – that you can you can accomplish that. It's sure we do totally
0: unselfconsciously discuss our park goals, both in terms of like what's your trip goal for this trip? And then on the at the the day of, all right, what's your goal today? Yeah. And sometimes that would be like, you know, I, I really want I want the Gryffindor scarf as my souvenir. Or I yeah, I wanna buy a wand. Like when we went to Universal. Mm-hmm. And I wanna see Diagon Alley. Like we knew. Each person would have like a one thing that were like, on this trip, this is the one thing I want to do. Right. And then everything else is just bonus along the way.
1: Yeah. Yes. That our last trip was universal. And I wanted to do a wand. You wanted to meet a raptor. Um, our son wanted to ride the Simpsons ride. And all of those things were accomplished with ease. Yes. Yeah. And so those those were the things we had to do. Those were the must do. And then anything else was bonus. Uh, so, you know, my pumpkin pasty. I got it, I got a note from a British listener who scolded me very kindly. How were you saying it before? I was saying pasty. Yeah, I'm a real American. I apologize. You know, it's funny. So she sent me that note. She was like, ooh, every time you said it incorrectly, it was driving me nuts. And she's very nice about it. Uh, but that evening... We were watching, um, gosh, what was that show called Back? It was with the guys who do Peep Show. If you haven't seen Peep Show.
0: We were watching a Channel 4 BBC
1: show. It's, those two guys are two of the funniest people ever. But so they did the show, the Peep Show. And so we're like, let's try this other show that they did called Back. And they must have said Pasty a dozen times in the episode that we watched. And so I felt like a real dummy. (laughs) (laughs) so it was the same day she corrected me anyway so that was our bonus that we got to stop in that bakery and get some treats
0: so what are the for dealing with crowds in the what was once the off season our advice is have priorities for your trip don't try to do everything yeah start early rope drop it rope drop it you gotta rope drop it since you can't stay late anymore
1: yeah, and I think just, you know, if things are overwhelming, find quiet places. There are quiet places in the parks. There are so many paths in Animal Kingdom. You know, there are all these little nooks in World Showcase that people don't um, take the time to explore. There's Tom Sawyer Island in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, here's the thing. So when, when things get overwhelming, up, find these quiet nooks.
0: You're doing that those big trips, whether it's like this is once in a lifetime or like we do you know a week – every several years, the pressure is on to get the most value out of it and maximize the experience and see everything you can see and that really you just end up rushing through it and make yourself crazy and I will tell you right now, I have been to Disney World enough times that I am no longer surprised when I see someone passed out from heat exhaustion in a bathroom. Mm. That is a regular occurrence there and so if you don't, if you really push yourself, like that's the end result. Yeah. is. Heat exhaustion and an embarrassing stroller ride. Yeah. Or a... Uh, what do you stretcher. call it? Stretcher. Stretcher.
1: Stretcher.
0: <laughs> Heat exhaustion. That's your reward. Heat exhaustion and an embarrassing stretcher ride.
1: Yeah. If the crowds feel overwhelming. And I think that's the other thing to mentally prepare yourself for, that crowds can be overwhelming. Also, you know, note that when you first enter the... If you haven't been to the parks before, when you first enter, especially Magic Kingdom... It always looks way more crowded in the front of the park than when you, like, get... So Main Street, USA especially, like, people just hang out there and they...
0: The design of Magic Kingdom is such that, like, that's the hub, that's the epicenter, and you have the most people there.
1: Yeah. And people just hang out throughout the day and in the evenings, too. uh, So much in the evenings. People hang out, they go shopping, you know, so... It, just don't feel overwhelmed when you first walk in. It's not a sign that your trip is doomed or that that park is doomed.
0: Also, no matter what, that time right around from like 1130 to 330 is when that park is going to be most crowded. So we rope drop it. By lunchtime, I'm tired. I'm like, I gotta go lay down, hit the pool. And then we come back.
1: Yeah, come back for dinner. So really,
0: the park being crowded all the time now, it in no way changes how we approach it.
1: Yes, And that's why I think that's what the key is. You know, it's we have the mindset that like, yes, it's going to get crowded and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to step away for a bit. It's okay. And I don't think these crowds are going to be forever. I just, I really don't. I think there's so much pent up need to get out, to have fun, to go on vacation. Um, And I'll also say we were discussing this, you know, privately the other day. I think a lot of the complaints about, people and crowds at the parks is that everybody has a shorter fuse right now everybody you know it's we've all something going on (laughs) we've all been through a lot the last two years and so everyone has a shorter fuse and so things it just whether it's true or not things feel like it's harder now it's worse now And so, like, you sent me a thing. I don't know what the source was, but somebody had posted on Reddit, like, wait times over the holiday weekend for President's Day this year versus last year. And they they were pretty similar. Some were a little higher, some were a little lower, but they were mostly pretty similar. Um, But I've also just heard a lot of vocal complaints. So I think just people are being more vocal about negative stuff right now. I think that's just kind of the reality. We're all fed up. We've all had a hard couple of years. And so that makes it feel like the parks are, are worse off than they actually are.
0: Well, at the same time, if the, it is about subjective value, perceived value. And if the park is more expensive than it ever was, and we don't have everything that we had in the before times, then that perceived value goes down. And so suddenly things like crowds seem even more annoying. But I think You're to right. your point— The nature of uh, isolation and a pandemic and quarantine really changed a lot of people's tolerance
1: for and perception of crowd sizes. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're right. I think we're spending more money. Crowds are probably close to what they were previously, but we're spending more money. We're getting less. We have to pay for Genie Plus. We don't have Fast Pass and we don't have Magical Express. And so we feel like, you know, it's it's so a lesser experience than it was. Um, a lot of changes, you know, week to week, month to month, I think, are causing this. Uh, so set your expectations. Be prepared to start early or, you know, read up on Genie Plus, whichever you prefer. Um, also, get, you know, find the quiet spots in the parks. In fact, I'm pretty what sure... What are I, the quiet spots? I have an article about it. I'll post Oh, really? it. The sh- yeah, I'll post that in the show notes. Let me dig that up. I'll post that in the chill. show notes. In the show notes, I will put quiet spots in the parks. I will put uh genie plus information um i'll put a link to the episode with Allie, who does a deep dive into genie plus because that was a pretty good one um oh you know what else is a great way is i think a split stay with disney and universal universal crowds are not nearly as bad so if you still want to do the disney experience the park experience um that might be another good way
0: hey speaking of Allie, yeah are you are you guys gonna Hang out or
1: whatever. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, we have a trip planned together coming up. I'm not sure when exactly we're going. I think May. I think we're going in May. Uh, so that should be fun. Excellent! The <laughs> plan is to stay at the boardwalk. Oh, I love the boardwalk. So I'm we'll so see. jealous. <laughs> Once everything gets confirmed. Sweet. But I think that'll be fun. She's, um, she's a real pro. So
0: As we established in that episode.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to tour the parks with her. All right. If we don't have anything else to add, somebody – I have like a, a tip thing that I have in the show notes where you can submit your Disney tips. I didn't know that. I never plug it, but somebody found it, and I was thrilled that they found it. Um you can put it in the newsletter. So Michael sent a really great tip about saving money in the park. So he talks about gift cards.
0: Shoplifting. That-
1: No, no. He talks about gift cards from Target, which is, we've discussed that. That's great. You get 5% back. Uh, Sam's Club or BJ's on Black Friday. They do a huge discount on Disney gift cards. Define huge. He said he, uh, 10%. He said he bought $1,000 in gift cards for $900. That's pretty good. Excuse me? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um,
0: Now, can I buy that with Target gift cards at 5%?
1: No, no, you gift cards. No, no, you know, that used to be a quote unquote hack. It's pretty shady. Then everybody has stopped. At what point they figured that out? Yeah, they figured that one out. Um, Capital One venture card. So you get two points for every dollar. So it's every credit card, though. But yeah, but if you're purchasing uh, at BJ's or one of these other places, use your points to pay off that bounce. You're saving $100. Then on top of that, your points towards your balance oh and uh you can often get groupons for sam's club as well so you can use the groupon get a discount on top of that as well
0: okay here now we're getting it when you start stacking discounts, yeah you're stacking
1: the discounts it starts adding up yeah so he's figured out it's like reverse interest <laughs> how to stack the discounts so thank you michael great ways to save some cash on some gift cards because i know we all would like to save some cash.
0: Those are some good tips. I give that to Dumbledore's. Oh, wait, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dumbledore. Oh, I'm leaving that Dumbledore! in with the wrong sound effect. All right. Uh, anything else you'd like to
0: add? You know, I, I look forward to you going back with Allie. And there's been some discussion of setting up our summer trip. And I, we have Universal passes, so I know I'm going to get to. Get to go back
1: and go full p- yeah so my goal this summer is to do a split stay. um i've gotten a lot of people asking about universal stuff and i think because disney's getting expensive and there's less of an off season people are interested in universal so in well, universal do want split. really
0: getting some very attractive rides they're doing well and, and properties where suddenly it's like oh you know, I don't want to choose either or. Maybe yeah. I do want to do both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in a couple of years, they'll be adding a third park, Epic Universe. So that will add quite a bit of value. And when, yeah, when that third park opens, all right, now suddenly it's a real contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so
0: it's it Who's going to get my money here?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm hoping over the summer, both Disney and Universal will get our money. So Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. <laughs> So we've got a few trips in the works, but uh, I think that's it for this episode. Until next time, I will see you guys in the parks.